Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and today I have with me Will Russ, co-founder and CEO at Federato. Uh, uh, Will, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me, Tony. Excited. F fantastic. Me too. And uh, on only thing I have you listed as, as San Francisco Bay, but you mentioned that you're currently in, in Connecticut. Uh, this is not the right time of the year to visit Connecticut. Uh, it's it's not. I can't. I cannot for the life of me decide which coast I live on. Um, believe it or not, my latest move back to California. My wife was actually the one who dragged us back there. So uh, I quite like uh, being out here. But you know, being in California is awesome as well. Our our team's fully remote and distributed. So you know, it, it doesn't really make a material difference. And as you know, insurance clients are all over the country. So yeah, and I actually. Uh... More East Coast than than West Coast. West Coast has a lot of open insure techs and some brokers, but not a lot of carriers. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah. In in general, that's true. In general, that's true. But certainly, spend my fair share of time in places like Iowa and Arizona and uh, you name it. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and and Connecticut. Uh, are we talking like Hartford area or more like Stanford area? More like the Stanford area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I know so exactly. New York City. Almost New York City, exactly. So I was just in the city the other day, and I'll be back down tomorrow. So, okay, okay. So we're recording on March twentieth, uh, but it's been cold here in Atlanta. So I can only guess that it's super, super cold up north. It's yeah. It's it's. I don't know. It's been kind of. Uh, it's been kind of chilly. Um, it's not been the end of the world though. Uh, we don't. We don't mind it too too much. But uh, we had a, a couple uh, inches of snow the other day, which is quite nice. It's already melted and gone but we're uh yeah we're excited for springtime okay, we're excited for springtime for a lot of reasons but um yeah okay so we, we always let, let let the guests give the kind of the elevator pitch what is federato yeah sure so for those of you who've never heard of federato and tony i know you haven't spent that much time with us in the past um federato really has its origins in portfolio management uh, so myself uh, and my co-founder, my colleague, William Steinbergen, um, we're both graduate students studying, broadly speaking, optimization mathematics type topics uh, at Stanford University in the 2019-2020 kind of time frame. Uh, and we started to be very, very interested in how evolutions in machine learning were not just helping topics like natural language processing and extracting text out of documents, but we're actually playing a huge role in optimization type problems, the type of problems that help optimize, for example, portfolios. Uh, and through all of that work and some work we were actually doing at the time related to wildfire in California, we became very, very interested in the property and casualty sector. And something that really stood out to us through time was that insurers have fabulous plans of what they should do relative to a book of risk. But their ability to actually implement what their actuarial analysis tells them to do is quite poor. They're often relying on PDF underwriting guidelines or broad instructions given out to human underwriters with very little kind of in terms of systems of control implemented. So we set out to build a system of control. Now, through time, we eventually realized that, wow, there really isn't a dominant underwriting workflow in today's ecosystem, right? We have policy admin players, but that's really not the tool being used by underwriters. Um, you know, it's really more of a back office tool set for underwriting assistants or uh, even people in kind of pure operations roles. 
Um, and so we saw this opportunity to not only build what I would call a system of control um, to help insurance carriers better manage their portfolio risks, um, but something that actually could be present in the day-to-day -day underwriting deal flow as well. So we built up Federato over many years and thousands and thousands of hours of interviews with underwriters, trying to be kind of the one-stop shop for everything an underwriter can do, but always with that kind of idea of this has to be in the context of the portfolio or it simply isn't adding the value that people ultimately want to have. You know, we, our goal has never been to be a workflow app first. It's been to be a workflow app as a means of basically communicating this more macro portfolio strategy that, again, it's just so unique how insurance is this kind of ultimate portfolio management problem. Okay. This is, this is very interesting, and I don't even know which way to, to, to approach it for. Uh, yeah. From uh, I I I love uh, your your LinkedIn description of your of your role at at Ferrato, running headfirst at a, at a big hairy no good nasty problem. Uh, yeah. So so why why is it such such a hard problem? Is is it that we have a ton of data but not the right tools? Is 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 it? I I think that's it. I think you're there. Boom. Done. Like that's it. That's it. At the end of the day, insurance is one of the most data rich industries I, I'm aware of because we do have the data, right? We have lots of factors. And in fact, insurance goes a step further. Unlike a lot of other industries, we occasionally get our act together, get that data organized and draw linear correlations to thankfully, we're only really predicting one thing ever, which is loss or loss cost, right? The problem comes in, you have to do something about it. And the cycle of admitted rates, rules, and forms is so slow in the insurance industry, right, that we've historically relied on other means, i.e. risk selection, appetite guidelines, et cetera, as our means to do that. Well, there's never been an effective toolkit to actually go and implement these aspects of underwriting in the actual underwriting workflow. I mean, go to any organization in the country right now, the vast majority of appetite or underwriting guideline is going to sit in PDFs sitting in some cloud file, share drive, OneDrive. Oftentimes, underwriters are downloading this stuff onto their desktop and reorganizing it in a way that makes it more searchable, which is helpful, but also tells you, wait, now that information's out of sync. And you know, you start to get a sense of the sorts of deep, ins insightful research we did early on in the company. We went, wait, what if we just organized the files the way they do on their desktop in the cloud, but then also made them actually the real-time versions? That seems like a feature, right? And you just... As you study this industry, you start to see opportunities from the underwriters themselves of how this job can be done. And if you always have that mind's eye to this portfolio level objective, which is really all that matters in insurance, no account matters in insurance. You know, and I think Hank Greenberg is famous for saying something like, you know, no risk uh, isn't a good risk. It's all about how you price it. I actually wholeheartedly disagree with that. <laughs> um, It's, but what I will say is no, no risk is good or bad in isolation. I think every risk has to do with its correlated portfolio risks. And that is the definition of kind of risk theory. And yeah, through time, we've kind of been able to dig into the data that is available in these insurers. The way people are working today already is really important to us. And we've figured out ways to kind of harness that. And look, the deeper you get into this problem, the more fascinated you become. And if you can't tell from the alacrity in my voice, I mean, We love what we do. We really love it. I mean, we are just nerds in a candy shop 
Um, I guess nerds don't really like a candy shop. No, well, nerds in a candy shop, that's actually a candy. So now, now we're very confused, but, um, you know, we are, we are certainly in our element. I absolutely love the passion for, 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 for what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. Uh, okay. So, so in, in, any great success stories that, that are already implemented out, out, out in the, in the wild? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so plenty of public references and, and folks happy to kind of brag about what we've been able to do. Um, so in a wide variety of insurers, so we service the full spectrum of kind of underwriting entity is how I like to say it. So we work with very small startup MGAs and we work with very large at scale carriers. Um, so some great examples are some of the young startup MGAs we're working with, we really love to talk about uh, InsureRate, who I don't know if you've had on the podcast before. This is a great startup focused on the workers' comp domain. Um, what they've realized is there's all this data out there from social signals and, and whatnot around what organizations really do have best worker safety practices or not. And they decided to compile a composite score, what they call kind of the STI index or the, the safety tier index, um, that... Uh, helps them underwrite workers' comp risk for particularly high hazard risk codes at a discount. The problem is, like many things in insurance, it's still critical because it's an early innovation that they balance that across different class codes. And so where we come in is we work with them, even though the scoring, the pricing is very proprietary to that organization, our role becomes to help them balance the portfolio they're growing we've played a huge role in their growth and have helped them secure a much larger capacity than your average MGA at their stage. They're now, and uh, I, I don't think I can disclose it publicly on their behalf, but suffice it to say that they have a huge line of, of capital um, from Sirius Point and others to go uh, and really drive this across the ecosystem. And you know, they're writing 600K workers comp premiums with this totally new strategy. And that's just not really been done before at this scale. And our, our technology was a, a big part of that. On the other side of the of the world, you know, we've worked with big carriers like QBE here in North America um, and their middle market organization, you know, an organization that has several different policy administration systems, puts the burden on the underwriter to be writing, you know, five, six different lines of business on any given account at any given point in time across all industries. You can imagine the number of guidelines and appetite grids you're theoretically supposed to be keeping track of as an underwriter in that scenario. Uh, pretty untenable. And you know, they've been on record of saying, hey, these guys have completely changed our underwriting organization. We have hundreds of underwriters live in that platform every day. We are handling dozens of referrals every week for that organization. Um, and we're effectively the platform that is helping shape that book through time as they look to diversify a property exposure uh, more into the casualty domain and then look to diversify within that property exposure and within that casualty uh, exposure as well. So, um yeah, no, I mean, I mean certainly, uh, certainly some well-documented successes out there. More, more I can't talk about, of course, but, um, you know, we're, we're thrilled with our customers. And I think, um, you know, the reality is we, we've been able to actually deliver for them. F fantastic. Um, what, 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 what does the implementation look like? And, and for, for, for a traditional carrier, where, where do my systems have to be at, at what point in, in – yeah, where do my system ha ha have to be tech-wise to be able to to, to yeah. plug you guys in? Yeah, so I, I, a couple of things I'd say here is, you know, I, I want to start with the name of our company. 
So Federato was named Federato for a reason, and it's because of a core part of our intellectual property. So when I like to talk about Federato, I like to talk about three layers of kind of core innovation. The first is kind of the makeup. It's the UI, the UX. That comes from those thousands of hours with underwriters. Great. Okay, that's there. Then underneath it, that's that, there's that portfolio optimization layer, right? Well, that's what's helping kind of allocate and sort the portfolio through time. But both of those innovations, so both the, the UI, UX, and the optimization layer are very dependent upon the underlying data. And therein comes this kind of classic and obvious question of where does that data come from? What we've done with Federato is we've built out a very unique approach to handling what we would call federated, hence Federato, data sources. Data sources that are all over and that have different time frequencies of upload. So the classic question people like to think, and this is kind of oversimplifying, is, well, do you have real-time API connection or not? And our approach is basically, it doesn't matter, right? Um, we are very, very sophisticated in the way we implement uh, with these organizations. And to take QBE as an example, and I don't think this would be something they'd be upset with me sharing, you know, they have three policy admin systems. They're in the midst of a migration to one of the big three kind of modern policy admin systems. And you know, oversimplifying, let's say three of their five business lines are on that today. Well, one of their other business lines is on a mid-2000s kind of on-prem hosted, but kind of newer than a mainframe era policy admin system. And then their third is genuinely a mainframe policy admin system, right? And we've been able to get them successful in a matter of weeks, right? Now, the key to this and people hear weeks and their mind like blows, right? They're like, I don't even believe you. And I, our customer references have been a huge reinforcing force because no one believed us up front, but now they talk to our other customers and they're like, I guess it's true. The reason we're able to deliver so quickly is first because of that data platform. It solves a lot of classic data challenges of the industry. And we're really very good at that. But the second thing that people just can't wrap their head around is we charge a flat fee for our platform. So it is a per user per month charge, flat fee. And that means that I am never charging you for services. I don't charge you on serv for services to implement, to go live. And I don't charge you for services at the end of your one year license or in the second year or in the third year. If you come to me and say, and this has happened actually with Insurate, they switched policy admin systems midstream in our implementation. And we didn't charge them a dime for it. I was just talking with them today about a change we want to make to their process and, you know, no, no charge. And so the reason we do that is because we feel very strongly that the insurance industry has been taken advantage of by services providers who frankly bill you by the hour and are incentivized to take as long as possible to implement something for you. I've never seen a consultant who doesn't bill 40 hours in a week. So the more weeks they work, they're just racking up 40 hours. That's not our business model. Our business model is we charge you a flat fee. The longer it takes me, the less money we make. And so our incentives are completely aligned with our customers. So yeah, that the combination of all those things really allows us to quote an implementation timeline of eight weeks. We've done it faster. We occasionally have things go out slower. We've had clients come to us and say, we've got a busy period. We need to go heads down from an underwriting perspective. A lot has happened, but yeah, I mean, again, QBE, large legacy carrier with three different policy admin systems, public on the record. You can go check it out in carrier management, um, talking about, you know, weeks to deliver. It's just, it's a totally different model. And 
it's something it's it's the only reason I'm here talking to you, Tony. We want to get out there. We want people to understand that there's a better world out there, right? I think a lot of the industry is living in Plato's cave right now. So eight eight weeks is is the what you guys aim for when it comes to to implementing. Yeah, that that, that is just lightning fast <laughs> for for our industry. Uh and and for 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 connecting with 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 our systems, whether they're mid mid nineties or or uh, truly mainframe, uh, f fantastic. Um, so for 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 the listeners, uh, so listen the, listen to the episode. This sounds really interesting. What what what's the next step that they, they should take? Uh, should should they download the the, the white paper from the, from the website? Uh, the the uh, risk ops where portfolio strategy meets underwriting action or uh, no no excuse excuse me the the, the the white paper is the underwriter's guide to risk ops uh, is that kind of the next step to 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 learn more and, and then reach out or or, or uh, yeah yeah look I mean we we love inbound leads customers are welcome to reach out to us certainly keep an eye out uh, for us at, at any conferences etc. I welcome anyone to send me an email directly. My email is wlross at federato.ai. We're not hard to get in touch with. Um, by the way, the contact email on the website, I am pretty sure it still forwards to, to someone fairly senior at the team, so <laughs> won't say who, but uh, we'll, 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 see, we'll see your notes. We'll see your inbounds. But, you know, yeah, I, I encourage people, read the literature on us, check us out. But, but probably the best thing you can do uh, if you're listening to this um, episode and this sounds interesting to you is, You know, it's very public who a lot of our customers are. Check out some of those logos on those websites. These are at-scale implementations. Go find your underwriting buddies. Go find your colleagues working at these organizations and ask what they've heard, right? I, I think you're going to want to reach out at that point. And uh, again, I just don't think there's enough reference selling uh, in this industry. And that's because there have been a lot of terrible solutions and a lot of nightmare implementations that go on for years and years and years. And we'll, we'll look you in the eye and be very confident about whether you want to talk to them before you even reach out to us in the first place, or you get three meetings in with us and it sounds too good to be true. You know, we're going to lead with that because it's, it's what we have that others don't. And um, it's really, you know, we can tell you as much as we want, but our organization is kind of about showing you what we can do and not telling you what we can do. Is there a barrier to entry? Yeah, there is. Our price point's high. We're a premium product, right? Not everyone can afford us. Um, but I've never seen someone who could afford us regret it. And that's uh, we're very proud of that, and we'll we'll keep that wrap up for a while. Okay, okay. So so so, are there any any other types of of, of underwriting organizations who are just not a good fit, other than like can't afford you? Yeah, well, so right right now, don't do life, don't do health, right? Um, you know, by the way, from the can't afford us perspective, you know. We see very few of those. I'd say the only ones we see are people who are, you know, MGAs nearing end of life and just trying to put every dollar of profit they can into their owner's pockets. Um, you know, pretty much anyone investing in innovation, I think, can justify the expense. Um, but yeah, we, we're not a health-focused company. We're not a life-focused company. Solely focused on PNC. We do all lines, and we've done all lines since very early on. Occasionally, we'll run into something new. Um, we we at this point can confidently say we're not really seeing things that aren't just a different flavor of something else. Right. Um, you know, 
uh, a lot of things have different names for for very similar classes of business in terms of how you think about exposure and loss and loss control. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, those are really the only excluding criteria. I think if you are an organization that employs underwriters doing the job of PNC underwriting, whether it's small business straight through processing and you're trying to manage flow or it's large complex risks, national accounts or, or the middle market where frankly, we, we've done a lot of our earliest business because it's just that nice sweet spot in between. Um, you know, we're, we're happy to take your call and uh, it's quite likely we can do things for you. We've touched surety, we've touched financial lines, you know, you know, um, cyber, you name it. Okay. Awesome. 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 So, uh, you mentioned the conferences, don't know mm-hmm. if off the top of your head, but, but will you be at InsurTech New York coming up, uh, InsurTech Hartford, both of those? Uh, both, not me. Uh, we will yeah, absolutely have idea. folks. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. We will have a presence at both of those. I really encourage folks to catch us. Um, you know, we're more than happy to talk. We're more than happy to show you a live demo right then and there of our software. No email required. No, no anything. Um, you know, if we're not knocking your socks off, we'll uh, we'll we'll absolutely respect that that distance. But yeah, okay. look forward to seeing folks there. Will you be there, Tony? Uh, I, I will be at InsurTech Hartford. Okay. Uh, InsurTech New York, unfortunately, is at the same time as uh, CPCU Leadership Summit, which which I never miss. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, ITC, I'm guessing, at the, uh, towards the end of the year? Yeah, look, come see us at ITC. We sponsor the beer garden. Uh, you know, we like oh, to awesome. have a good time while we're there. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, deadly serious and, and have um, we'll have everything on, on display towards the end of the year as well. And, you know, several conferences in between. Okay, and I, ITC Latam in Miami, or are you guys U.S. focused? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a good good question. So um, our international focused, and we'll have some people in Miami. That's right. Okay, fantastic. I'll I'll, I'll be there too. Uh, awesome. Uh, thank you so much for 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 your time today. And uh, it sounds like you guys are doing awesome stuff. I, I look forward to to see you continue to spread through through uh, through the industry. Great. Thanks so much for your time, Tony. Awesome. Thank you.